You're listening to the Grace Covenant East Lincoln audio podcast. It's good to be with you guys this morning. If you don't know who I am, I'm Pastor David. I primarily serve on the Cornelius campus. I'm the pastor of adult discipleship and family ministries. But today I get to be here and I love being on the East Lincoln campus. I love being here with you. And I'm even more excited because we're in the middle of the Holy Spirit series. How many of you have enjoyed this series so far? Hey, hey, who who was that? Somebody actually made some noise. Do we do that here? All right. I always try to encourage that at at the Cornelius campus, but the place is so huge. And sometimes I say things and it's just really quiet and I'm like, ah, I failed again. Gaff. I'm really excited about this uh, series and what God wants to do through it. We're going to talk about the miraculous gifts this morning, spiritual gifts. Uh, This morning, I was so pumped because as I was standing in the back, a young guy came in and had some Dunkin' Donuts uh, in this little bag, and he sat over there, and right away, I just began to feel the Spirit uh, rise up within me, and I thought for sure that we were going to see food multiplied and and shared. And so I, I was like ready. I was ready to come up and pray for it all. And I mean, we see it in scripture, right? And that was just bread. I mean, obviously he's going to want to multiply donuts. But as the, as the teens were dismissed, like he got up and took the bag with him. And I was like, ah. So obviously that was not a move of the spirit. It was just a move of my stomach. And I hadn't eaten yet this morning, which means we'll get out of here shortly. No, I'm I'm kidding. I'm kidding. We are right in the middle of this series, and and I love it. Uh, One, because I am learning even as we're going through this. I I get the privilege to be a part of the the sermon prep team, and so uh, Pastor Farrell actually has a team. Pastor Stan's on that team, and we all come together, and these these outlines are developed, Uh, and it's just an incredible process. So for me, it was, you know, several weeks ago, that we were working through these outlines, and I just couldn't wait until we got into this series. And then I've also had the privilege to speak on all campuses. So this will be my third campus during this season or during this series. So I'm, I'm pumped about it. I'm pumped about what God wants to do in us and through us. Uh, I'm excited about what the Holy Spirit has planned for us. And sometimes it's just a matter of understanding who he is more and understanding how he operates more and then being open to that. The Holy Spirit indwells us to bring about the character of Jesus, and he supernaturally equips and empowers us for effective service. Listen, I think that's the first thing we have to understand. That's going back to the first outline, knowing why the Holy Spirit came. Jesus was ascending into heaven when he told the disciples that that God, the Father, would send the gift of the Holy Spirit, and that the Holy Spirit would empower us to be Jesus's witnesses. In other words, the Holy Spirit would come. This is the primary reason the Holy Spirit comes, is to empower us to live like Jesus. How many of y'all need a little help living like Jesus? I was waiting to see like a spouse. Get your hand up. I, I need this. Not just like today. Not just to, I need this moment by moment by moment in some cases. I need this during some conversations where uh, in my flesh I want to respond a certain way, but the Holy Spirit is leading me to respond more like I just need this. But that's the reason the Holy Spirit came, to empower us to live like Jesus. Now, I've asked this question on each campus because I think it helps us understand where everybody's coming from and also helps us to kind of gauge uh, where we're going. But how many of you grew up in a Pentecostal church? Okay, not, not too many, more than the, more than the first service. Uh, now, raise your hand again if you grew up in, like, a really Pentecostal church. 
Okay, so if, for, for those that are chuckling, and you've probably seen videos, I, one of my favorite videos, and I, I don't think it was a Pentecostal church, but one of my favorite videos uh, that I would show people when they're talking about, like, well, what was your church like? Uh, was this video of a church, and, and an old guy's up there singing, and all of a sudden he gets to the chorus, and like the Holy Spirit moves, and people start running around, and literally, I'm not, I'm not playing with you. This guy comes from the side, and he does a somersault up onto the stage, and then he's holding on to the baptism, the side of the baptismal tank, and he's just jumping up and down, and then his feet like fly up and his feet are up here and then he goes head first into the tank there's water in the tank he cut well maybe that didn't happen growing up only because we didn't keep water in the tank <laughs> and people were smarter than that but as i watched it i'm like you know some similar things some similar things that are happening in this video is what i saw growing up and, and let me say this because i i never want to look back on my childhood i want i don't want anybody to ever think that i didn't have a good pastor I love my, still to this day, Pastor John Jenkins. Love, love, love Pastor John. But as, and I'm not saying that my perception is what he taught either. Our perception creates a reality. Did you guys know that? Like you have a conversation between husband and wife, and you'll know that perception shapes reality. So my perception, I'm just sharing my perception of what I grew up in. My perception was that the Holy Spirit only moved on Sunday morning in church or Wednesday night in church or during our revivals or during, if you grew up going to youth camp, that the Holy Spirit only moved in Hendersonville, North Carolina, where I would go to the Foursquare Youth Camp. Like those were the only places that the Holy Spirit moved. Like he never moved when I was at school. He never moved in people's workplaces or in the community or in the neighborhoods. He never moved at Walmart. Somebody say, thank you, Jesus, that, that but the people in our church didn't just start running around Walmart shouting out in tongues. I'm glad that didn't happen because then be in the news. <laughs> but my perception was that. I'm not saying that that was, that's, I'm not saying that's what was taught. I'm saying I perceived that to be the case as a young person, and I struggled with it. Another thing that I struggled with is like, I didn't really want the Holy Spirit to do anything to me. Because every time the Holy Spirit did something to somebody around me, it was pretty crazy. It was strange. Like, I didn't want to like shout out in tongues. I didn't, I didn't want to be compelled to run around the room or to fall out or to roll around. I mean, I, I, mean, I grew up in a church. We were being slain in the Spirit. And there was drunk in the Spirit, you know, laughter in the Spirit and all these things. And my perception was, that's crazy and I don't want it. Especially because I didn't see that it had any fruit outside of the, the four walls of the church. Again, perception. But as we come to know who the Holy Spirit is and how he works in my life, it's just so far different from that. Because the Holy Spirit didn't come to do something to me. He came to do something with me. And it's not strange and crazy. It leads to transformation. And I can get excited about that. So when I began to come to this understanding, my life began to shift a little bit because I wasn't afraid of the Holy Spirit. Like, I actually wanted to talk to him, and I wanted to hear back from him, and I, I wanted him to guide me and direct. I wanted all these things because I came to understand or come to understand who the Holy Spirit is. So the gifts of the Holy Spirit are supernatural abilities released through the life of the believer for effective ministry to others. It's so important that we continue to grasp that. He moves in us for the effective ministry to others. It's, it's really not ever just about me. It's not about some excitement or emotion that I get to experience when I go to church or spend time with the Holy Spirit. It's about me being empowered and equipped for effective ministry to others. 
So as we journey through this series on the Holy Spirit, there are a few things for me personally, and I hope you grab something from this. Uh, there's a few things that I've, I've given significant attention to. The first is this, that what happened in the upper room didn't stay in the upper room. In fact, to me, as I, as I begin to put all the pieces together, it was never really about what was happening in the upper room. It's about what happened moments later when they left the upper room, and now Peter is stepping forward with the boldness of the Holy Spirit. He preaches the gospel, and thousands come to know Jesus. Like, how many of y'all want to see that happen? We're not afraid of that, right? I mean, I want to see that happen in our communities, in our city, in our state, in our nation. I want to see people come to know Jesus. So what happens in the upper room doesn't stay in the upper room. Let's bring that right into this room. What happens in Vegas, no, this room, <laughs> what happens in this room should not stay in this room. So if you get excited this morning, and I hope you do, later on we're going to have a time of response to the Holy Spirit, and I hope, you, I hope he begins to speak and reveal and direct, but if that's happening, it means it's not supposed to stay here. That's exciting to me because that means your family and your friends, their lives are going to be transformed. Your neighbor is going to be transformed. Your work partner is going to be transformed. So what happens in the upper room doesn't stay in the upper room. The second thing is this. The Holy Spirit didn't come to do something to you. He came to do something with you. I mean, I grew up thinking the Holy Spirit did something to me, and I was afraid of that. But now I understand that the Holy Spirit wants to do something with me. And as we talk about this gifts, I mean, we, we, we focus on that. The gifts are given because the Holy Spirit wants to do something with us. That's exciting to me. Hey, anytime you want to shout hallelujah or amen or anything like that, I'm open to it. <laughs> Finally, this. The goal of the Holy Spirit's work with me is always transformation. Let me say that again. The Holy Spirit's work with me is always transformation. Amen. Now, we're going to talk about these gifts, and, and we need to... Des Thank you. Who was that? Raise your hand. <laughs> yes! Now I'm really getting excited. So even as we talk about the gifts, the focus really isn't the gifts. The focus is the transformation that comes from gifts. This is exciting to me. It should be exciting to you as we just as we surrender ourselves to the work of the holy spirit because he wants to do something with us as we get into these gifts we'll see this beginning to happen that transformation really is the goal so he moves he teaches he comforts he empowers and the list goes on to transform me and to transform those around me i mean just think about this for a minute if if we if we truly believe and i hope you do that the holy spirit came to empower us to live like jesus let's just do a what if i'm always big on what if whenever i'm approaching circumstances or god working in my life or around me i always ask the question what if so let me ask that this morning what if we all begin to live like jesus from this moment on would things change around us oh yes they would not just me Things wouldn't just change for me. Things would change. My wife is here this morning. Things would change for my wife, Brandy. I've got a brood of kids. Things would change for my kids. Things would change even at the church as I'm going into the art. Things would change. Transformation would take place. Let's not be afraid of that. Like that's the goal of what God wants to do through the gift of the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit comes and he moves and transformation takes place. If you have your Bibles, your devices, we'll also have it on the screen. I'm not sure what um, version uh, Pastor Stan 
reads out of, but I'm going to read out the New Living Translation. So it might be a little bit different. It will be on the screen, and that is the New Living Translation. But what you have in front of you, thank, thank God for the devices that we carry. You know, you can just like whatever translation, you can pick it and go with it. So here it is, 1 Corinthians 12, 1 through 11. Now, dear brothers and sisters, regarding your question about the special abilities the Spirit gives us, I don't want you to misunderstand this. You know that when you were still pagans, you were led astray and swept along in worshiping speechless idols. So I want you to know that no one speaking by the Spirit, capital S, the Holy Spirit of God, will curse Jesus, and no one can say Jesus is Lord except by the Holy Spirit. Verse 4. There are different kinds of spiritual gifts, and we're going to talk about those. But the same Spirit... Holy Spirit is the source of them all. There are different kinds of service, but we serve the same Lord. God works in different ways, but it is the same God who does the work in all of us. Say that with me. All of us. All of us. So we can never sit in a room and think that, well, the Holy Spirit wants to work through somebody else or with somebody else, but not me. We can never really think, man, I had a pretty crudded week. Some of the things I thought or some of the things that I said, maybe some of the things I did disqualifies. No, that's not the case if you have Jesus in your life. The Holy Spirit wants to work in all of us. Look at verse 7. I love this verse. A spiritual gift is given to who? Each of us. A spiritual gift is given to each of us so we can do what? Help each other. Let's not ever lose that theme, that focus, that the Holy Spirit's work with us is about others and not just ourselves. Verse 8, to the, one, to the one person the Spirit gives the ability to give wise advice, to another the same Spirit gives a message of special knowledge, the same Spirit gives great faith to another, and to someone else the one Spirit gives the gift of healing. He gives one person the power to perform miracles and another the ability to prophesy. He gives someone else the ability to discern whether a message is from the Spirit of God or from another spirit. Still another person is given the ability to speak in unknown languages, while another is given the ability to interpret what is being said. It is the one and only Holy Spirit who distributes all these gifts. Listen to this. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Man, there's so much meat in those verses that I would love to get into, and I don't have time uh, to break that down as much as I would like to. But the things that we have to notice is, is the Holy Spirit works with each one of us. If you are a believer, a Christ follower, you've accepted Jesus Christ as your Lord and Savior. And if you haven't, I'll give you the opportunity in just a few moments to do that. But if you've given your life to Jesus, and he is your Lord and Savior, the Holy Spirit desires to work with you. No matter what your background is, your experience is, or your lack of experience, no matter what your knowledge and your, your, uh, your education is, the Holy Spirit wants to work with you to see transformation happen in you and in the lives of those around you. So let's get into this. The gifts of the Holy Spirit that we just read about. The purpose of the miraculous gifts is to bring about God's work of encouraging, edifying, and building up believers through supernatural means. I had somebody approach me after the, the first message, and he asked me why, why I kept calling these the miraculous gifts. So let me just, the miraculous gifts, let me just hit on that for just a moment, because these are supernatural, right? They're beyond our own means, which for me actually gives me some freedom and liberty, because it's not within my own means, so as soon as I say the word supernatural, you hear supernatural, our minds begin to think of all sorts of things. Some things might uh, seem a little bit strange or, or scary, but let's simply begin to view the supernatural as beyond our own means, right? Leave everything else up to the Holy Spirit 
But we begin to see these supernatural gifts or the things that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us as simply beyond our own means. Miraculous gifts are sometimes controversial because of the potential for sensationalism and exploitation. So let's be honest, some of the things we read about happening in the upper room are pretty strange, right? But we know that they're spirit-led. I think one of the unfortunate things that happened in the Pentecostal tradition, you know, stemming from the Pentecostal charismatic movement, is a move of the Holy Spirit that was fresh and powerful and lives were being transformed just became tradition. In other words, if you grew up going to a Baptist church and you, you sang hymn 352 every Sunday, like that had to get it up on the board, you're going to sing Psalm 350, or hymn 352. I believe the same thing happened in the Pentecostal church when it comes to the gifts. Like, it was just something that's going to happen, and we were all going to get crazy and excited, and we were going to leave just like we were when we came. So we just have to be careful about that. But we also have to recognize that these gifts that we're talking about that are supernatural and beyond our means are a move of the Holy Spirit. The miraculous gifts are never given to draw attention to the gift or the one demonstrating the gift. Let me say that again. These gifts are never given to draw attention to the gift or the one demonstrating the gift. I mean, I just grew up knowing that sister so-and-so was going to do this and brother so-and-so was going to do this. And it, it was really always focused on, not that they meant it this way, I'm, again, perception, but it was always about them and you almost expected it. I mean, I could set my watch by it sometime, like 11.50. <laughs> sister so-and-so going to get the Holy Spirit. And then service is going to go for another 45 minutes. Y'all know what I'm, some of y'all know what I'm talking about. Now we, we aim to get you out before the Baptist so you can get to the restaurants. I'm kidding. We don't, we don't do that. I mean, kind of. We kind of. These gifts are given to glorify God and not glorify the believer. Like, I should really never be excited when I leave that the Holy Spirit worked. And actually, it should be just come normal. I should never just be like pumped because this Sunday the Holy Spirit, you know, did something to me. And then I just, I go and I'm, I'm live like David the rest of the week instead of like Jesus. These gifts are given to glorify God. Miraculous gifts are manifested by the Holy Spirit through individuals, listen to this, as he, the Holy Spirit, determines, supernaturally enabling Christ's followers to accomplish God's work supernaturally enabling us to accomplish his work. 1 Corinthians 12, 11, It is the one and only Spirit, Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts. He alone decides which gift each person should have. Listen, I personally had to come to an understanding of these spiritual gifts before I was willing to be vulnerable and open to them because I was afraid of them. I was scared. I really, I, I loved Jesus I loved God. I didn't have a really good understanding of the Holy Spirit as a teenager. But I was afraid of these gifts because all I saw was just strange things happening with really no results until I began, even as a senior, I began to dig into God's Word and find out that it was something totally different than what I understood it to be. I love the fact that it says this. It's, it's one Holy Spirit, who distributes all these gifts. And, and let's, let's know this too, that the list that we read there in 1 Corinthians, like that's not all. That's not all that the Holy Spirit wants to do in us or do with us. 
but it's he who decides which gift to give each person. So then as I grew older, another tension that I had to begin to experience because now I'm desiring that the Holy Spirit would come and work with me to see things change, to see people's lives change around me. The, the next tension that I began to face was I was just so stressed about what gift was needed. So before I would pray for somebody, I'm like, I'm, I'm terrified. But this tells me it's, it's he who decides. It's the Holy Spirit who decides, determines which gift is needed. It means that I don't have to know all those answers. And since coming to that realization, it's been amazing to see that as soon as I just begin to step out and pray for somebody, what begins to happen next that is beyond my own ability. But let's come to that understanding. Maybe, hopefully, I pray, I pray, I pray, especially as we respond in just a few moments, that that removes some stress from your, from your life. You know, you're not always walking around and stressing out about what gift the Holy Spirit is choosing to work with you or in you, through you. Man, you just step out, you follow the leading of the Holy Spirit, and he'll determine which gift is needed. Listen, sometimes, it's, sometimes I know, I mean, if I saw one of you come in here very discouraged, I mean, it doesn't take the Holy Spirit to lead me to, to see that. I can see it on your face, or I can see the struggle that's there, and, and I can pray with you. But sometimes I don't know. There's been many, many times in, in my life in ministry and that, that he just tells me to begin to pray. And in fact, it got, to a, it got to a point where I was so hesitant that it was almost like he would say, okay, I just want you to, to call this person, and then I'm going to tell you what to pray. And I'm like, no, don't do that. I mean, you got to give me some heads up, yo. You got to give me heads up. Because once I call the person out, then it's like, what if something really, like, I didn't, and so I just began to do that. I would just say, John, John, stand up. Man, the Holy Spirit just wants to speak to you today. All right, Holy Spirit. <laughs> right? Because in my humanity, I would just begin to stop what he wants to do. Just be, but just being stressed. Don't be stressed. Don't be stressed. These gifts are a manifestation of the Holy Spirit working in us. Listen to this. They are visible evidence of his activity in real time. And he's choosing to do that in all of us. It's incredible to me. Because like he knows me. God knows me. And he still chooses to use me. The Holy Spirit knows what I think. And he still chooses to work with me. It's amazing. The Holy Spirit determines which gift is needed from a divine viewpoint. And then distributes those gifts to whom he chooses in a time of need. In a time of need. Let's go to this last point. Miraculous gifts are not just for corporate gatherings, but for everyday supernatural living that we might be a blessing to others. Listen, I don't know what the Holy Spirit has planned for us as a Grace family. I do know this. I've been on all, all three campuses during this series, and I believe that he's, he's setting something up. There's, there's, he's building towards something. And, and I don't necessarily know what that looks like, but I'll say this. It's different. I don't believe, in, and I, and I want to throw this out there. I think I would speak for all the pastors. I don't believe that grace is ever be going to become some fanatical, crazy church. I don't think that we're ever going to be known for what happens in this building. I wanted us to be known for what's happening outside of this building. That when people begin to ask questions, they're not question, questioning like, hey, what's happening? I just hear so many crazy things coming out of that building. No, I mean, they're going to say, hey, what's going on in your life? Because I've seen you transform. I've seen you change right before me. You're talking differently. You're acting differently. You're loving others around. You have compassion when you didn't have compassion. Like those are the type of things that I would love to hear about our Grace family. 
but it's not just about the corporate gatherings. And then look at this. 1 Corinthians 14.1 says, let love be your highest goal. Let love be your highest goal. Let's not let, let a gift that we're hoping for be the highest goal. Let's not let a fanatical experience or even an exciting experience be the goal. Let love be the driving force from us pouring out our hearts before the Holy Spirit and asking him to move in whatever way he chooses to move. Because the love of Jesus for those around us is something that we need to begin to live out. So going back to that what if, what if we all began to live like Jesus? Again, I I want this to sink in. The Holy Spirit didn't come to do something to you. So we can get past that fear. We can get past that anxiety. The Holy Spirit came to do something with us. Love should be our guide as we eagerly desire to operate in the miraculous gifts. Love is always the motivation. Love is the, is the motivation for everything the Holy Spirit would lead us to do. And maybe to be more specific, his love for others will always be a motivation. Listen, I, he has something planned for us. It's awesome. It's incredible. But it's not meant to be held on to. And I want you to know this. The Bible says, give and you will receive. I think that pertains to what happens in this room. That if we're coming with a heart to give and not just receive, the more that I give, the more that I receive. So if you have needs this morning, and I'm sure that you do, let's begin to kind of transform the way that we think and begin to look of how we can give. Do we believe the Bible? If you give, you'll receive. That means if, if, I, if, if I need to receive, if there's needs in my life, then I want to begin to just pour out. I want to begin to give and then rely on the Holy Spirit to give me whatever I need. The miraculous gifts are given by the Holy Spirit to supernaturally enable us to edify others, live missionally, and glorify the Father. The music's going to be played in the background, and I'm going to give us a, a few moments to respond to what the Holy Spirit is leading and, and teaching and, and guiding us in. And I believe with everything that's in me that there's going to be some in this room that has a moment of transformation that causes them equips them, empowers them to live differently this afternoon and tomorrow and and the next day. But I want to ask this question, how do we get comfortable with the gifts of the Spirit? Especially if you didn't grow up in a church where those gifts were being used, or maybe you grew up in a a church where it it could have been uh, over-spiritualized, and you were fearful of that, or maybe even in this room, if if you grew up in some denominations, you probably even heard teachings against the Holy Spirit or the moving of the Holy Spirit, specifically with the gifts. And so it just it creates this tension inside you because as you go to the Word, you see that they're for today, they're, they're for us, Christ followers, believers, but there's that tension because of what you've been told. Let's wrestle with it. It's okay. Let's wrestle with that this morning. But how do we get comfortable with the gifts of the Spirit? Here's just a few things that I, I jotted down as we begin to close. Know that it's not about us. It's just not about me. It's not about what I have or what I don't have, where I've been, where I haven't been. It's not about an experience or lack of experience. It's not about talent or ability. It's not about my knowledge or education. It's just not about me. It's not about me. It has nothing to do with my talent or ability or my training. It has nothing to do with that. 
The second thing is this. Don't focus on what gift is needed. Focus on those around you who are in need. Don't focus on the gift that's needed. Focus on the people who are in need. Listen, this is a work of the Holy Spirit. When we begin to just open ourselves up to his move within us, and he begins to use us, he begins to work with us to transform lives around us. Don't focus on what gift is needed. Focus on those in need. And the last thing is this. Just just get out of the way. Just get out of the way. Because I'll be honest with you, even today, I'm 47, 47. I've been walking with Jesus for a really long time. I've seen incredible things happen. I've seen blind people healed and lame people healed. I've seen food multiplied. So the donut thing was kind of a joke, but I've actually seen food multiplied. I've seen some crazy, awesome things. Yet, in my pride, sometimes I, I get in the way. God, I, what am I going to sound like? What are you going to make me do? What am I going to look like? How are people going to think about me? Let's just get out of the way. Could we stand? In, in Acts 1.8, and, and I use this in a, a message uh, the past few weeks, in Acts 1.8, Jesus is promising the gift of the Holy Spirit, and he says, you will receive power. You will receive power. And when you look in the, the original language, which would have been Greek, uh, the phrase, you will receive, it comes to one word, and it's lambano, and it means this, to take hold of, to reach out and take hold of. And that's a little bit different than what I came up understanding because I came to understand that the Holy Spirit does something to me and not with me. So I just want us to do, if you're comfortable this morning, I don't want anybody, uh, well, let's, let's start here. Let's close our eyes. You know, all this, all this talk about the Holy Spirit and, and really, um, if you're here this morning and, and you've never been introduced to Jesus, that's where it starts. It starts right there. So I, I'm not going to embarrass you. I, I do want to raise your hand just as a point of, of reference. But if you're here this morning and you've never accepted Jesus as your Savior, can you just lift your hand up? Accepting Jesus as our Savior really is, is the start of knowing God and receiving everything that he has for us. And man, God is crazy about you. Crazy about you. Okay, I didn't see any hands go up. If, if you are here this morning and, and you don't know Jesus, but you want to know him, would you find me afterwards? I'd love, I'd love to pray with you. But if, if you're willing going back to receiving, taking hold of it. If you're willing, could you just kind of open your hands up before you? If I were to throw you something right now, you'd do that. You'd receive it, right? Let's just posture ourselves. I think there's something important about that. Posture ourselves to receive, to take hold of. I want you to begin to to just give yourselves completely to the Holy Spirit this morning. You know, I, I believe that as we come to understand him more, understand these gifts more, it becomes a little bit easier. At least the tension and fear may be gone. But just begin to give yourself more to the Holy Spirit. Holy Spirit, just help us understand that you're not here to do something to us. You're, you're here to do something with us as we engage in this partnership with you to see lives transformed. The second thing is this. I want you to begin to ask the Holy Spirit, and he will answer. Ask the Holy Spirit to 
to give you the names of some people that you need to begin to minister to. Right away, I know that some names popped into your minds or some faces came to mind. And this is the awesome thing. Like if you desire for their life to be transformed, and I know that you do, then we can now just go to the Holy Spirit and say, Holy Spirit, work with us. Do something with us to see this person's life transformed, to see this person's need met. As those names are given, as those faces are seen, could you just commit that to the Holy Spirit? And I, I don't want you to be fearful about it. It's, it's not going to be something that draws attention to yourself. <laughs> it's going to be something that draws attention to Jesus. The things that you would say, the things that the Holy Spirit would lead you to do, the way that you would pray for them, is going to glorify the Father. And the result is lives transformed. That's what it's all about. God. I believe even now he's given you some specific specific things to say. Maybe a specific way to meet a need. Thank you, Holy Spirit. Thank you, Holy Spirit. God, one of the, one of the awesome things about you is that we can rely on you. We can trust you. We can trust you. God, if there's anything that our nation needs, if there's anything that our community needs, if there's anything that our family, friends, and neighborhoods need, it's Jesus. But we need to see transformation happen, and that's not going to come through any policy. It's going to come through us, your church, your people, as we choose to work with the Holy Spirit, as he empowers us to live more and more like Jesus. Lord, I pray for each person in here that we can just learn to kind of step out of the way and get over this fear of it's being about us and about what I know and about what I can do, about my experiences. I've never prayed with anybody, and this is a great moment to start. God, we just open ourselves up to whatever you would do with us. Holy Spirit, move in power so the Father is seen. Move in power so that lives are transformed. God, I pray from this day forward, we just, we leave this place and we're looking for the opportunities that are there moment by moment. We don't have to pray for you to present them to us. They're all around us. And we would leave this place living more and more like Jesus because we're empowered by the Holy Spirit. And not only will our life be transformed, but the lives around us will be transformed also. You are an awesome God. You are worthy of our praise. Let us, our lives, glorify you. In Jesus' name, amen. For more information on Grace Covenant Church, our service times, ministry opportunities, directions, and more, visit us at gracecovenant.org.